Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Uptana, and today we'll be taking a deep dive into our relationship with money, talking about how it's often abusive and what we can do to set it right. I once took a workshop on how to deal with and manifest more money from a fairly well-known life coach. They were going through some of the most common points about setting intention, knowing what you're worth, abundance flows if you have the right mindset, and so on, when one of the participants interrupted. Now, she was very calm, clear, but direct when speaking, which was in direct contrast to the gentle but professional tone of the life coach, and pulled everything up short. It's been a few years now, so I'll paraphrase, but What she said was she was currently working full-time, lived in her car, and had spent her last spare dollar to pay for the workshop. She was hoping there'd be something in it which would help her practically with her current situation. After quite a long silence, the life coach validated what the woman had said, and you could hear her literally switching gears into something less aspirational. That moment taught me more than the entire rest of the workshop. You see, there are a lot of teachers, motivational speakers, and writers who talk about money and abundance as if it's something anyone and everyone can have rivers of if you just think the right thoughts, hold the right intentions, open yourself up this way or that, and key into whatever thingamajig or MacGuffin they hold dear. However, If this were so, then most, if not all of us, would have won the lottery, gotten jackpots at Las Vegas, or even legacies from distant relatives. We would all be awash in financial security and have to find other things to stress about. There are several underlying, hidden, or at least unexamined assumptions in all this, which the homeless woman pointed out so eloquently. One. We are not the center of a universe which does not affect us and yet bends to our will. Instead, we're one part of an interconnected world where the playing field is not equal. We don't have all the same opportunities or even circumstances, and there are things which can actively oppose our manifestation attempts. For example, as I'm recording this, there are millions of people in the United States who are without work because of COVID-19. They're in jobs which can't be done remotely, where the businesses are temporarily or permanently closed, where they've been made redundant because the industry has collapsed, or the person they worked for can no longer pay for their services, and so on. Also, the federal services which are supposed to help when this happens are antiquated, overwhelmed, run incompetently, and in some instances have been rigged to prevent people from getting the assistance. I'm looking at you, Florida, where the state government has admitted they did exactly that. So some people, while having a right to financial support, still have not received it after months of trying and are facing eviction, bankruptcy, and more. Another underlying assumption Money is an indicator of morality and or work ethic. If you're doing well and have enough, then you're a good person 
being favored by the universe which appreciates good works. If you aren't doing well, then you're not working hard enough, aren't seeing the path which you should take, need to get over yourself, buckle down and get to work. Besides the fact this denies the reality that a majority of people living under the poverty line work so hard it breaks them and leaves lasting marks on their children, Besides this creating the exceptional one fallacy, where we point to the one person who managed to overcome the odds and excel at whatever, then use their example as a weapon to wield on every other person who doesn't or can't. Besides this allowing an us-versus-them mentality, which allows for moral judgments of people for their situations while ignoring their humanity, besides all this... These assumptions turn our gaze away from the mirror which money holds up to us in order for us to look inside to find our lessons and possibly correct our thoughts, while instead encouraging us to try one more gadget or process or affirmation which will make it all work out. So, with all that said, let's get some of this low-hanging fruit out of the way. One, money is neither good nor bad. It's neutral. It's a means of valuing things because we no longer exchange chickens and goats for what we need. Two, having money is not a virtue. Three, giving money away is not a virtue. Four, not having enough money is not a failure nor a judgment. You see, the point of money is not to focus on what it is or what it's not, but to see how you relate to it. What's important about money is the emotional charge you have concerning it. Because if money is the language of value, then how you interact with it is the mirror you hold up to yourself to show how you do or do not value yourself. There are those who spend every dime they have on others and have nothing left for themselves at the end of the day or their life. There are those who step away from creating abundance in order to support their partner. This can work out well or be disastrous depending on the partner's choices and actions. There are others who spend the money they have on opportunities which they have no ability to follow through on, which are risky or they haven't set a good foundation for, and so repeatedly fail to break even. And there are those who spend in order to medicate situations where they are so unhappy, they wouldn't be able to survive without purchased moments of pleasure. All of these are ways in which we're valuing things, people, and ourselves, usually in that order. When we're last on the list, What we get is the leftovers, which are unappetizing and often undernourishing. So, before we can even look in the mirror, we have to pick it up. To do this, as the airlines tell us during each flight, please put your own mask on before attempting to help the person next to you with theirs. If we show the universe and everything in it how to treat us by how we treat ourselves, then being honest with ourselves valuing both our needs and the wants of our soul, and acting as if we are as valuable as everyone else, will go a long way towards manifesting abundance in all aspects of our lives. Don't expect the reflection in the mirror to tell you whether you're good or bad. Reflections only help us see what's there, 
They don't make judgments. People often spend a tremendous amount of time avoiding seeing what's in their reflection. They busy themselves to make sure they don't look, keep themselves away from any reflective surface, and dissociate when they're confronted with their image so they don't consciously have to react to it. It's if it's not there. People are afraid their fears will be confirmed and what they see will be hideous, unlovable, unworthy of anything good, or even monstrous in some way. I can't say whether or not this would be true in all cases, but for most, it's definitely not. The reality is, like saying something out loud, once we see the reality, we can't not see it. Once we know, we can't unknow. And once we know, we're compelled by our very nature to do something about it, for better or worse. So, I won't say don't be afraid to pick up the mirror. It can be scary to do something which will change things in your life. However, it's more than likely those changes will be for the better, even if it's just to create a healthier, more honest relationship with yourself where you're not spending all your time and energy trying to avoid looking. It could even be transformational, like winning the lottery. Don't expect your reflection in the money mirror to tell you what to do. Money isn't a guide or a guru, it's a language. It's up to you what to communicate with it. We're all in this life together. And it's an amazing thing when we can help others out and get help in our turn. However, if we value others above ourselves, give everything we have to others and leave nothing for ourselves, this teaches us, others, and the universe to treat us the same way. It harms us, tells others harming us is what we prefer, and gives them permission to feel entitled to do so, and therefore to do it to others as well. We are just as valuable as all other beings on this planet. We are a piece of divinity and need to live as if this were true in all aspects of our beingness, including the physical. So instead of doing for everyone else first, divide what you have equally among you. Or give yourself what you need first so you can help the others you love by continuing to be fully available to them and showing them by example how to treat you and how to be in the world. Don't assume everything will work out all right, or you can figure it out later, or fix it afterwards. This is not to say you shouldn't trust your intuition, guidance, angels, and so on. It's pointing out that we often do this to avoid our reflection in the money mirror. We can see the truth, but we don't want to see it. So we wave our hands in the air trying to pull a Jedi mind trick on ourselves. If you can see the real, then you can make honest decisions which move you in the right direction rather than leave you worse off than you were before. Most of all, allow yourself to see your money choices as love letters to yourself. Whether you have the ability to put money away as a safety net, to pay for something you've always wanted, to invest in the future or for retirement, or you're doing everything you can to pay off debt or just make ends meet, you can be loving to yourself in your money choices. One of the greatest gifts of the money mirror is being able to see ourselves. 
Not the inner, hidden, secret self, the external image we project to the world or the roles we take on for others, but all of ourself on all levels as we are in this moment. No judgments, no bad or good, no lessons or punishments, just us in our unique radiance. When we allow ourselves to see this, to take it all in, then we have the ability to consciously choose how best to value ourselves and walk that path. And that's all the time we have this week. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider supporting it by subscribing on Patreon. You can see all my other offerings and get regular updates about what I'm working on at patreon.com slash Thanks. Bye.